yes, sir, 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 yes, I am uh I am your I am one of your three hosts, Buddha. It's your boy, it's your boy. Late night Dylan. Year, you already know who it is. It's Nels, <laughs> aka Big Facts. Big Facts. Big Facts, Big, big Facts, Big Facts. Um yeah, episode one fifteen, right? I think. Hey, I just wanted to I just wanted to say one fifteen, huh? That's what it seems like we're gonna be on right now. Oh, just a little bit. Oh, I know we're on episode 115. So I just wanted to let you guys know that tonight officially marks Ben Simmons' first three-pointer in the NBA regular season. Jesus. And what game is this? Um, I mean, this is game number like 14 or 15. But remember, uh, he's been in the league for like two years now. I, my, my God, Wait, is his first three-pointer of what? Ever. My no, he's hit a three-pointer before. No, in preseason. He's never hit a regular season three. This was his first regular season three ball. Are you fucking ball. kidding me? Bro, the man's nah. not a three-point shooter, bro. Boy, trash. That man would cross your egg glass up. I was just about to say, he dug nah. on your head. I don't know why this man sizing <laughs> that man like he bro. won't trash. finagle your shit on the court talking about some meat trash. It's a lot of points. There's a lot of guys that are perimeter players that can't shoot. Trash. <laughs> I bet. Make sure we'll take him to his face. Hey, I can't wait till I see him so I can talk trash. Take man's in his face. I bet. Super bet. That just does not intimidate me. I bet. This shit looks so as of, So as of right now, Ben Simmons is officially one for 18 from the three-point line for his career. Jesus. Shit, that's better than most niggas. That's better than me. I'm zero for zero in NBA three-pointers. Bro, I'd at least be three for 18. You sure? Yep. In the NBA? Yep. This nigga swear he wouldn't get his shit swat, swat, swatty doo doo. <laughs> my shit my should be, unc- be uncontested because they wouldn't be expecting it. Late night swat. They be like, let him shoot. They be like, let him shoot. You know them threes and... and- Course, bro, the man. minute you make one three, they're going to be it's on a, you, bro. It's like a college Come on, court. stop, bro. Stop, 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 stop. It's a grown man court, bro. bro shit, ten times I shoot from game. far back, bro. Rain I look at where the three-point line is, and I back up like an extra five feet, and then I shoot. Jig gonna shoot. Jig gonna take make this pain from me. Jig gonna make three I don't wanna go, I don't wanna leave. 15 air balls. That's fine. <laughs> but them three buckets going to go in, and I'm going to be better than Ben Simmons, bro. Airball central, y'all boys. That's fine. That boy gonna shoot straight airballs. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. Shit, and one's gonna be really bad and hit like the top, like upper corner of the backboard. That's the case. You ain't you ain't making nothing. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Honestly, dog, I, I think it'd be a little tough for you to go three for eighteen hey, in an bro, NBA bro. game, bro. Hey, I do though. You won't even hoop for real. 
You ain't even like a hooper hooper, man. I ain't never ever seen you with a basketball in your hand before. Oh, okay. Buddha has definitely shot basketballs. Like, don't try I that. I said he hasn't shot basketball. Yeah. I'm better not in a game situation, not gonna lie to you. Bitch. This man wants to be chilling with sunglasses <laughs> on in this match. But you say you're better not in a game situation, so when would you yeah, see yeah, these yeah. 18 shots not in a game? It's, it can't be contested. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's got to be some, oh, he's all alone. Shoot. Ben Simmons' one three-pointer made was contested. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Well, well there it goes. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, man. So what we got What we got on tap today, cuh? Or tonight? Uh, or man, we got, this week, we next a, week? We actually have quite a lot to talk about. So it's really whatever we want to get into first. All right, bet. Well, I, I low-key want to get, um, not get it out of the way, but I really do want to talk about the Kaepernick situation first, if possible. Okay. All right. Yeah. We can we can absolutely uh, get into that right off the bat. Um, I do just want to, to kind of lead into that. I want to read one thing. Um, it's a short little piece of an article uh, from Mike Freeman, a writer for the NFL on Bleacher Report. Uh, because a lot of the stuff that's been happening with Colin Kaepernick, a lot of the reasons that people are saying he may not get signed at this point is because he'd be a distraction. Um, so I just want to touch on that before you get into how everything went down. Okay. Um, so it's very simply, he says, is Colin Kaepernick a distraction? The short answer is no, not even close. Still, I've been told by several clubs that signing the ousted QB would be an issue. Here's the thing about distractions. They're all in the eye of the beholder. Former Bills coach Rex, Rex Ryan expressed the uh, Kaepernick as distraction view recently on ESPN. The problem is, as he was Buffalo's coach, the Bills signed Richie Incognito. We don't need to get into Incognito's background. It's been told often. But he's one of the biggest player distractions in recent league history. Also, while coach of the Bills, he attended a rally for Donald Trump. Ryan can support whatever politician he wants, but if Trump isn't a distraction, there are no distractions. Throughout NFL history, teams have signed drunk drivers, alleged sexual assaulters, players that were publicly intoxicated, faced gun charges, battery charges, eluded police, trespassed, made bomb threats, caused injury to elders, committed acts of vandalism, and many other various crimes. Mike Vick came back into the league after a stint in federal prison for helping run a dogfighting ring. There was a lot of news once he signed, but then the commotion died quickly. Were any of the allegations against NFL owners a distraction? Do the Patriots seem distracted because of what Robert Kraft was alleged to have done? They're 9-1. You know what's a real distraction? That a hardcore Trekkie really enjoys the Mandalorian. Complimenting Star Wars is a betrayal of the Trek Oath. There are no real distractions in football except one. Losing. That's it. Everything else is just a convenient excuse. Mm. That's That's actual factuals. That's yeah, facts. So, so on that note, Nels, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. All right. So the one thing that I wanted to do and I really wanted to get clarity in is what happened with Kaepernick, per se. And I went to a bunch of sources and I listened to a bunch of interviews and I even you know, got in contact with some people who were in Georgia and have more of a ideology of what's going on. You called Colin? Not Colin himself. No, I wish. Oh. But before before I even go into <laughs> anything else, I did want to take this time to shout out 
Um, the and, and I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to. I have to shout out the men at Cap Alpha Psi. I got to shout out the noobs just because they did an awesome job making sure that Kaepernick did what he had to do. I mean, that's brotherhood in its finest. Shout out to them. But I'll get into what they did later. But I just wanted to give them their own time for a shout out because okay. I, ju- I just thought it was phenomenal what I heard. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it this once. Yes, exactly. So yeah. here's the timeline. Or what I have so far, and then I have it numbered and bulleted. So the Kaepernick camp was upset that the NFL told, told them about the tryout on so short notice, and it was occurring on a Saturday instead of the customary Tuesday when workouts usually take place. A Saturday tryout would guarantee no high-level personnel would attend. Here's the reason why. Owners, GMs, vice president of player personnel, stuff like that, they're game planning and getting everything ready for the Sunday following. Um, scouts and other players, other personnel members who are there as far as the college side of things, they would be scouting and watching the players that they want to draft on Saturday. So it's just a really bad time. It's just a bad day period. The best day to have workouts is Tuesday because it's after Monday night football, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Usually that's like the first practice for a lot of teams. For those teams who don't play Monday, sometimes it's their break day. But it's usually just a really lax day. Like a lot, there's a lot more leeway to have freedom to do what you got to do. The Kaepernick team in the NFL had not formally spoken since February after the two sides had agreed to settle his and Eric Reed's collusion lawsuit. So to have a sudden Saturday workout did not ease the trust issues. The NFL told the Kaepernick team there would be no media access to the workout, which the team agreed to. Kaepernick arrived in Atlanta Thursday. He was told he was told it was unclear who his receivers would be. Uncomfortable, he agreed to fly in his own receivers at his expense. On Friday, in addition to not having media access, the NFL suggested that Kaepernick's own team would be prohibited from filming the workout, thus leaving the NFL as the only entity with access to video being sent to the 32 teams. This was especially delicate because the Kaepernick team did not trust the footage that the league would be sending out. They didn't believe it would be flattering. The fear was the 60-pass program might be edited down to his worst throws. The Kaepernick camp Friday, well, Friday night began preparing an alternate plan. On top of that, The NFL asked Kaepernick to sign a waiver that he would not sue the NFL in an event no team signed him from the workouts. The Kaepernick team countered with a standard injury form. As the issues remained unsolved, Saturday's workout remained in jeopardy. By Saturday, the issues remained unsolved, unresolved. Sorry, The NFL refused to allow Kaepernick to film his own workout, media access, and did not budge from his waiver of rights. Around Around late morning that Saturday... The Kaepernick team formally asked the NFL to reconsider or it would hold its own workout. By 2.30 p.m., the NFL officially rejected their requests. With the issues unresolved, the NFL workout collapsed and Kaepernick's team proceeded to host its own workout, which after an hour at Charles Drew High School in Riverdale just concluded. It appears that eight teams attended. So, I, I say all this to add this extra note. What people don't understand about the NFL waiver clause, usually the waiver clause just has to do with injuries. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that they had specifically this particular type of waiver. The waiver waived, it waived all rights to Colin Kaepernick, period. So what that means is even if he was to be injured during that workout, it's on him. NFL's got nothing to do with it. Even though it's an NFL workout in an NFL facility, the NFL's got nothing to do with it. That's, the, that's number one. 
Number two, as far as the media thing concerns, some people are like, oh, you should have just did it without the media. Guys, it's about narrative. It's the narrative, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you're going to have the the group of people that you pretty much beat out and got money from because you essentially were going to call them out for colluding and they didn't want to take it that far. So they gave you some money. They were going to have access to all the media. Now, here's an interesting tell, right? He had his own people live stream his workout, correct? Mm-hmm. Here's the funny thing. The NFL Network, which is the network owned by the NFL for the NFL, representative of the NFL, used that same footage when talking about Colin Kaepernick. So what does that tell you? And there, there, wasn't, there wasn't any intent to record the whole thing regardless. That's what it tells me. How are you going to use the same footage that you weren't even going to allow them to do? It wasn't like they were going to have a whole bunch of media there. They wanted their own team to film what they had to do and call it a day. They said no, and that's why the extra media was involved in the first place. Now, the reason why I wanted to shout out the Cappers, and I'll let Dylan say what he has to say before I wrap my absolute feelings up because I don't want to really take up the next 85,000 minutes, when they moved to the new location, the, the new location, it was found out that um, through everybody pretty much in Atlanta that it was going to be moved to a, a particular location. By the time they got there, there was already about three, four, or five um, Kaepernick dejectors. They didn't support him. They had their American flags. They had their signs. Everything. The men of Cap Alpha Psi not only help arrange for the security, because the security was pretty much Kaepernick's team and Kappa's, they helped secure the high school from what I've heard. And also, they were the ones who got in contact with the people in that community, and they said within 30 minutes, there was about 100 to 200 Kaepernick supporters to drown out the non-supporters. They came with their signs and everything. How you make signs in 30 minutes, I don't know, but they did. And I just, again, him being a member of Cap Alpha Psi, and us being members of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, I will always salute brotherhood. Always. And the fact that they they pulled their resources together, and I mean, they literally made a workout out of scratch. Like, he did fly in those receivers, and then he also brought in the head coaches that helped run the workout. So, essentially, he did his own workout. His own. Because the NFL pulled everybody, and for one, he didn't even know who they had in the first place. So I'm, I don't know, man. Like, I just, at this point, I feel like, is it really, are, are we really that blind to the, to the situation, to the scenario right now? Like, we can't say what it is? For real. Right. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, my, my only thing, like, the NFL was shady about this whole thing from the jump. Um, you know, you kind of laid it, everything out there already uh so i'm not gonna hearken on it uh but i do also feel like colin didn't necessarily do himself any favors mm-hmm. like with the kunta kente shirt and i mean once again I, I get why you did it but you're also right now trying to get a job in the nfl so like why even like try why even do something that you know is gonna be like the hot button, like, oh, you see this? Da, 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 da. I personally don't give a shit that he wore the shirt, but like, what did the shirt say? It said Kunta Kinte on it, which is 
you know. It's in reference to the slavery thing yeah. and roots and whatnot. I mean, I, I look at it like this. More so than anything, I personally just feel like if, I, if I'm a guessing man from the outside looking in and from what I'm hearing and piecing everything together, I think that Kaepernick and his team just wants to control the narrative. That's it. For sure. I think they're and, tired and, and of, of hearing so. all the extra stuff, like hearing that, oh, Kaepernick can't play. Kaepernick doesn't have an arm anymore. Kaepernick can't do this. Kaepernick can't do that. Now the workout is out. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say, and I, I did it. I did this with my students. Shout out to Fort Myers High School Social Studies Department. I did this. I did this little assignment with the students, and I and I we literally went through every single quarterback in the league. And I said we're going to take a consensus. I said no bias, no nothing. Let's take a consensus. Based on the consensus, Kaepernick is better than at least sixty to seventy percent of the league starting quarterbacks. Just off eye test alone. And I think the workouts proved that. I mean, he was throwing some, he threw some dimes. He threw the deep ball. He, he, he was on a run. I mean, he did everything that you would want a quarterback to do. He works out every day. He's 32 years old, so he's in the prime of his career. And he has no mileage because he hasn't been hit in the last three years. Right. So, you know, naturally, I think it's just a matter of, you know, controlling the narrative, right? And I think what's going on here is that you know, public opinion isn't helping, right? Stephen A. Smith having to say what he's got to say. Stephen Eric Reed saying what he's got to say. So much, man. You know, the, the, the problem with what Stephen A. said, Stephen A. isn't necessarily wrong in his perspective. I'll respect that. I'll give it to him. As, as, as him using his platform, okay, great. But but the bottom line here but is the way he used his platform didn't really help nothing. All it didn't. Him, the it way didn't. He used his platform made the NFL it didn't. look like they were right. Exactly. And shout out to Max Kellerman for even pointing it out in the first Gee, place. Shit. You I know, was just about to say that. what he did. Max Kellerman said, you know, in 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 just to keep it short, he says, you know, I understand you're telling us how the world is. He he's like, I'm gonna use my platform and my privilege to tell you how the world should be. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying, and that's the point. Like I, that's why I had an issue with Stephen A. Smith yeah, is because you, you, you you're saying problem. right. You're saying what we already know. Like we know that it was a bad look for him to do that as far yeah. as a job interview. Nobody would want to do that for a job interview. But and you then, want to know something? If we were going for a job interview and we could control the narrative like Kaepernick did, you best believe I would have a house interview for real. And this thing, right. what, what killed me about him using his platform the way he did is like. You're being such a hypocrite, one, and then two, you're acting so, like you acting like you're, yeah, you acting so Uncle Thomas, like you don't, like you, like you're, like you're not aware that this is the same league that blackballed Kaepernick. Like they gave you a chance. What does the NFL do? The NFL gives him what he wants. And like, bro, are you serious? Are you that naive? Are you that gullible that you really think that the NFL and the way that they set this entire thing up had Kaepernick's best interest in mind? Or this is not just a PR stunt, just to right. get him to shut the and, fuck up. Like you're, you're a and you know what? What it is too. Terrible. What it is too is like he's an a black I, man too to be saying stupid shit like that. Like and then he's like he even mentioned the waiver and he's like trying to play off the waiver. It's like it was because of a waiver that seemed, to my knowledge is just like any other waiver than anybody else. It's like bro, come on, bro. That means you. That clearly to your knowledge, what? Because the NFL told you that you didn't. He, he, like that's how much he'd be really making himself feel like he has did, all the knowledge. You, you don't even. Waiver. You never even saw the waiver. You're just assuming based on the NFL saying that they gave him a waiver. You just assume it's just like any other waiver. And you just assume that Kaepernick is waving it 
because he's trying to be a defiant person rather than know he's looking out to make sure he gets the most fairest treatment possible. Like, I mean, it just shows whose payroll he's on. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and, and you know, this is this is the thing too. Like at the end of the day, um, what what disappointed me the most about what he did, he did two things that bothered me as as a black man. Number one, you can say what you want to say about Kaepernick. You made some valid points. Cool. But I didn't like how he went after Eric Reed. Eric Reed said what he had to say. He said what he had to say. You can acknowledge it. You can debate it, whatever. But let's not attack the fact that he has a job in the NFL and Kaepernick doesn't. Um, Even though he's like under the NFL's payroll, I look at it like this. I understand. I am on Kaepernick's side. But I hope Kaepernick, as my friend, would understand that I gotta put, I got mouths to feed too, and I want to play football like you want to play football. So if I have an opportunity, I would hope that you would push my opportunity because that's what I would do as a friend. You understand what I'm saying? Like if I'm in Kaepernick's shoes and and Eric Reed has a contract on the on the table, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, Nah, bro, don't take that contract. No, I'd be like, For sure, take that contract. I will figure out my own situation. I'm good right now. The NFL just broke me a check. I'm straight. You go do what you got to do. Call it a day. But for him to do that, and then he went on national TV, and then he's like, hello, I'm black, you idiots. I was like, yo, like you're wilding right now. We know what you are. You're just making the situation even worse because now what you're saying is, is you want for okay, us to, we want, we want us to banter with what you're saying because you are black. And no, we can disagree with you. The same way you disagree with Kaepernick because he's black. Now this is a whole hypocritical circle that you're starting. We know that you were fighting for Kaepernick in the beginning and this and the third. And now you're not really with him because of the decisions that he made. And that's fine. You can do that. That doesn't mean we're going to do that too. Yeah, that doesn't mean Kaepernick's doing the wrong thing either. Well, the one thing I wish Kaepernick would do at this point is talk. That's, I think that's the one thing that is is needed from him at this point because honestly we we've only heard from his reps but like I it's one of those things that I'd rather hear it from the horse's mouth me personally like I want to hear like what what is he looking to do is he right. looking to be a starter is he looking to just contribute to a team whether that's backup or otherwise is he looking for a set salary like I like I want to I want to hear from him like his views on everything, his stance on everything, you know, like he made his little quick speech at the end of his workout. But like, I want to hear from this man. We haven't heard from this man in three years. Facts. And that is you literally just fed right into what I was going to say next. I need people to stop saying that he wants to be a martyr. I need that to stop. Because if he really wanted that kind of attention, he would have spoke a long time ago. Right. This man has said nothing. But it's just gone to work and done what he's had to do. Honestly, and sorry to interrupt, but like all this Kaepernick stuff was pretty much dead and gone until the NFL brought randomly it up that, hey, he's having a workout on Saturday. Facts. There's nothing even being discussed about Kaepernick until then. Listen, you want to know what's crazy? You want to know how messed up and how out of touch the NFL front office is? The best way that they could have killed this noise effectively without any issues Right? Mm-hmm. First off, that leak with the Jay-Z thing was terrible. That was a terrible idea. Just because Jay-Z has clout when it comes to rap doesn't mean Jay-Z's got clout when it comes to sports. 
I mean, let's be honest. He was the owner of the Nets team that wasn't doing much until he left. Um, I mean, he's got the sports agency, and that's cool, but it's not like he's directly being the, the, the guy for his athletes. He's got other people. When it comes to hip-hop and rap, we can give him that credence there. But when it comes to the NFL and him just getting on, whatever he says doesn't matter to the rest of the community. I'm just putting that out there. That's number one. Number two, they could have gave him his workout on Tuesday. They could have been like, no media, but we'll let your team film it. You can live stream it, do whatever you want, but we don't want no extra media there. We'll let you choose your own receivers and your head coaches, and we'll do this at the facility. You can have all you want. Mm -hmm. And I bet you that would have went with no issues, no problems, and nobody would have said nothing. Oh, and, and give a regular standard waiver. Oh, yeah. Facts. Nothing. Nobody would have said anything because at the end of the day... The bottom line here is, and what people are bothered with, let's let's take a second, all right, and let's talk about it logically, yes? Yep. This man does not have a fair chance, number one. Number two, I understand race is a factor, but let's take race out of it for a second. This is a super athletic quarterback who could aid teams. I mean, the man literally led his team to the Super Bowl his first year as a starter. The man deserves a job. He's good. Yeah. Let's let's take let's take all the extra emotional stuff out of it and let's just bring it down straight to the logical point cuz I'll be honest with you. As much as we're talking about race and as much as I'm for the pro- the progression of the of the black culture and everything, if Colin Kaepernick was trash, I'm not having this conversation right now. Right. No, because true. because if he's trash, what are we talking about? Okay, right. cool. They're not giving you a job, but bro, like you're not helping your case because you're trash. But he's not trash. He's not. And, and and again, the reason why I'm even saying this is because when I was telling you my students, some of my students have never seen Kaepernick play. So naturally, I was like, you know what? I'll take like two minutes, three minutes. We'll put on a highlight tape. So we put on a highlight tape and we showed some of his plays, some of the plays that he's made. And a couple of the students were like, yo, like... He's really good. And I was like, exactly. That's the yeah. point here, y'all. <laughs> That's and, the point. <laughs> and it's funny. And like, just to go back real quick to the Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman thing, um, Stephen A. Smith was trying to hit the point like, oh, you know, there's there's scrubs out there all the time that I see that are better than starters and stuff that could be on a team, but they're not. You know, there's scrubs. And Max immediately cut back with, yeah, but did they take their team to the Super Bowl? Facts. Mm-hmm. Like, this man took his team to the Super Bowl and almost won that Super Bowl. Should have won that Super Had Bowl. Had it not been for some crazy lights going out and shit. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what happened? Wasn't that that Super Bowl? Yeah, all the yeah. Lights the lights went out and then it killed the action. Yeah. They had the momentum, all that. They yeah. would have won that Super Bowl, bro. Absolutely they would have. You understand what I'm saying? And, like, you got You want to know what else is? It, it just goes to show you, like, not only is the man good, but he proves that... He was one of the first proof that you don't have to have a classic system to win in the NFL. As a matter of fact, the system that um, Lamar Jackson is in and is being super successful in, you want to know who was the first quarterback in that system? Kaepernick. Yeah. It's the same place. It's the same concepts. It had to work with somebody because you got to remember, Kaepernick came in around the same time you had RG3 
And they brought in what he did at Baylor. And that's when people were like, oh, well, you can't do stuff in college and bring it to the pros and think it's going to work. And then these guys went to spazzing. You know what I mean? So naturally, I, I just feel like it's just not fair. I, I don't think he would have been a distraction. I think he's a good football player. He's at least worth a backup spot. Right. I mean, holy crap. Some of these teams have some horrible quarterbacks that are playing right now. And and it just it, that's what bothers me, bro. Like I'll watch a game and I'll be like, dang, bro, like Kaepernick is better than this guy. You know what I mean? And like that's the thing that bothers me is that we're making it such like a race thing as it should be naturally. But it's more than that. Like the man is good and he's not out on the field playing. There are guys I would be upset. And I know y'all two would be two of the competitive guys that y'all are. If somebody worse than you is getting a check. And it's starting. They start every Sunday. You're watching them on TV, and you're better than these guys. And you can't get a phone call? Come on, y'all. That's that's ridiculous. I'm done. <laughs> that's ridiculous, dog. I feel you. Uh, anybody else got anything on, on this topic before we... No, Stephen A., you trash. You lost my respect. <laughs> I always like I always like Skip Bayless more. I've said this time I've said this time and time and time again. And although Shannon even though Shannon Sharp can't articulate himself as well as Stephen A can, I've always appreciated what he's had to say. For the record. So uh, yeah, man. Are we are we gonna Move on to the to the NFL and, and talk about some of these games. Yeah, you know we're gonna get into the recap and to start things off, uh, we gotta talk about Miles Garrett. Um, yeah, the we do. Browns, the Browns getting a much needed win on Thursday Night Football against the Steelers. Um, you know they played a, a, a solid game throughout, but it really all kind of went to the by the wayside there. Um, you know, towards the end of the game, when Browns were getting ready to win twenty-one to seven, eight seconds left in the game, a uh, a scuffle, if you will, breaks out. Miles um, Garrett tackled uh, Mason Rudolph to the ground. Mason Rudolph tried to maneuver Miles Garrett's helmet off, which apparently he did not take too kindly to. Uh, he then grabbed Mason Rudolph by the face mask, very effortlessly yoked the helmet off of his head. Um, and then as DeCastro, uh, the lineman for the Steelers, was backing Garrett off, Mason Rudolph got up, started barking over at Miles Garrett again. Miles Garrett swung the helmet at him, hit him with the, the bottom part where the, the start of the cushion is. Um, luckily for Mason Rudolph, uh, hit him right on top of the head. Luckily for uh, and then, yeah, very true. And then the the lineman tackled Garrett to the ground. As he did that, Marquise Pouncey came over and started hitting and kicking Garrett while he was down. Then another uh, uh, Browns lineman ran up, shoved Mason Rudolph down to the ground. Uh, it was a shit show. That nigga pussy too. Yeah, it was a shit show. It was uncalled for. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and play devil's advocate because I know I'm going to get shit for it, but it is what it is. Um, 
I don't really blame Miles Garrett for his role in what happened. Um, I get that he's twice the size of Mason Rudolph. Um, however, you know, people thought him tackling Mason Rudolph was unnecessary. However, it was not a late hit. They did not throw a flag for that late hit. Um, because he got there within two steps and he was just finishing the tackle. Um, that's how the referees saw it. So that was not a flag. Also, I also understand where someone's trying to rip your helmet off. Bet, I got you. I'm going to rip your helmet off. And then I also think, because he did get kicked in the nuts, too, on his way up, which I get why Mason Rudolph did that, too. He's got his helmet snatched. But when Garrett's backing off and it's done, you run up on me again, I'm going to swing at you. Yeah, he probably should have dropped the helmet and stormed with his fist. I think if he would have done that, none of this would be a major story right now. Um, but the fact that he swung that helmet makes it a bigger deal. But I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm in that situation anywhere, if I have something in my hand and you're running up on me, I'm going to hit you with it. I don't care if it's a beer bottle. I don't care if it's a, a bat, a chair. If I have something in my hand and you're running up on me like you're going to do something, you're going to get hit with it. I don't care where we are. That's just what it is. That's just That's just my my stance on it um i do agree with his suspension he definitely should be suspended the rest of the year um but i also don't think it's right that mason rudolph didn't get any kind of suspension i feel like he should be at least suspended one game for his role because he definitely did instigate a lot of that um so i mean that being said i'll i'll let you guys you know say your piece on it but i just wanted to put that out there um yeah all right, Dylan, do you want to go or you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first, I guess. All right. One, I ain't gonna lie to you. There's a lot of things that, like, I'm a disagreeable Buddha, like, 8,000% almost. Because, <laughs> like, and the thing is, I'm a, I'm a Miles Garrett fan and it's all cute and all. And, like, yeah, you shouldn't poke with somebody that's bigger than you. But it's like, if it was a flip the other way around, we wouldn't expect Miles Garrett to be a bitch if he got bitched up on the field. Like, yeah, it wasn't a late hit. didn't get a flag thrown. But if I throw my receiver the ball five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he runs five yards, and that's by the time he gets to that five yards, that's when I'm finally hitting the ground as a quarterback with a 6'4", 294-pound dude trying to take me down, mm-hmm. I'm going to be upset too. I feel you. And you feel me? Like, nobody talks about... Miles, I mean, uh, Mason Rudolph's reason for being upset. You feel me? We, everybody talks about Miles Garrett's I, I retaliation because he's like, he got um, agitated or he got um, he got pretty much pushed to doing what he did. But, like, to be honest, being someone that has played and has tackled in different ways and knows what an excessive tackle looks like sometimes, from the beginning of that play to the end, Miles Garrett was assorting his authority was assorting his size, was trying to be the bigger, the bully in this situation. The only reason I'm saying that is because, yeah, you make contact on time, but you can tell when somebody's excessively trying to bring you to the ground. Like, he tried to bring... He didn't get Mason to the ground on initial contact. There's even a still frame you could look at where if he let go at this point of the tackle, Miles Garrett would be on his back. And Mason Rudolph would be standing over him. But 
I ain't gonna lie to you, being a defensive player myself, I'm not finna my my pride ain't finna let that happen to where I just let you go because I couldn't get you to the ground. So I feel like Miles Garrett was determined to finish that tackle even it don't matter how far down the field a receiver would have been, he was gonna try to finish that tackle. And being a quarterback, I'd be annoyed too. Like you're big as shit. Mm-hmm. Get off me. Like you're big as shit. Niggas are getting hurt out here every day, and you too goddamn big with this game already over with. To still be sitting here trying to bring me to the ground. You already made contact. There's no way you don't realize. The way he was taking him down to the ground, I'm sure you could feel there's no ball in this man's hand anymore. Like, you're just trying to bring him down at this point just to bring him down. So that's why I feel Mason retaliated and failed completely because Ma's got a big ass head and you got these little ass hands and (laughs) you're like, that wasn't gonna work. So, like, but then the getting up. Ripping at this man's helmet like you're yoking at his head. He has his helmet strapped to his head, and you're yoking at the shit with the straps on. So of course I'm gonna punch. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts for that because you're yoking at my head. And then you actually succeed and yoking my helmet off my head. So now it's like we're expecting Mason Rudolph to just let that be and like, all right, cool. The ref will get it or my teammate will get it. Like, no, you're a grown ass man. Like. Somebody ripped your helmet off. It's your job to go get your helmet back. You feel me? You're not supposed to, like, yeah, you bigger than me, but yeah, I'm about to be in your shit, too. Give me my shit. Like, why you got my helmet in your hand? Why is my helmet in your hand flinging around? You already done bullied me into this tackle. Now you done ripped my helmet off. You're not about to just carry it around your head. You're not about to just hand it to my teammate. If anything, maybe Miles would have launched this man's helmet and made him look like an even bigger bitch. So, of course, he's going to sit there and rush him. And luckily for Miles Garrett, I say lucky for Miles Garrett and not Mason Rudolph, if his lineman wasn't there, Miles Garrett would have swung and connected fully with that helmet. That man would have got, man would have been the first NFL player to get arrested on field. Like, what was the point of even swinging the helmet? You already won. You already made the tackle. You already asserted your, 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 your size. Now you done ripped the helmet, made him look like a bitch. What's the point of swinging it? Like, what would Miles Garrett, what would Mason Rudolph little ass do to you for you to even need to swing the helmet at him? Nothing. He's not gonna do shit to you. What the fuck? What is little Miles Garrett be? I mean, Mason Rudolph being in your face gonna do? But sit there, yay man, my helmet man. That's all he would have been doing. Like to be honest with you, so it was like it was, it was, it was a lot. And I, the reason also I didn't, the reason from the play beginning, I know Miles Garrett to be a person that he's not a dirty player, but he's known for like making forceful tackles. He's like, aggressive. He's, he's an very aggressive, aggressive. and it's like. Around that time of the game, that aggression wasn't necessary, I feel. so. Eight seconds. I agree. So, I agree with everything. I agree. I agree with y'all saying. I feel like Mason Mason Rudolph definitely started it, for sure. Uh, I feel like I understand that he took you down. But, I mean, if I'm his coach, I'm letting him know, like, you know, like, it's football. He is a little aggressive, but if he would have just got up and just walked away, it would have been it. That, that's that's, that's yes. call, call, call him a bitch. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. It's I know. Just take the easy way out. I know easy. that that's the, that's the right thing to say. But like in the moment, come on. I understand you're not, that you're not letting another player okay. bitch you up on the field in the moment. Okay, on, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> But all I'm saying is if I'm his coach, that's what I would have said. All of that could have been avoided. He's not the first quarterback to be taken down late, and he won't be the last. 
So every time a quarterback gets taken down the same way Mason Rudolph did, everybody could just get up and pull on somebody else. It's happened before, though. But it's happened before. These these, these quarterback D these quarterback D lineman scuffles happen a lot, and it happened right. in that way. They happen right. in a way that it happened all up, so until, now, up until the point where the helmet comes off. So now, from Miles' perspective, I mean, for what it's worth, like Mason Rudolph could have taken this to court and probably would have won. It's definitely assault. Like there's there's no way to justify what he did. I mean, it's that's just what it is. Right there, at the end of the day, like yeah, he got mad. Yeah, he could have blacked out. Yeah, he was getting his helmet pulled too, but he wasn't getting clubbed over his head with a helmet. He just wasn't. Yeah, his helmet was getting pulled off. Yeah, it could have hurt. It could have cut him. Maybe he could have like fractured his chin if Mason Rudolph was even that strong. But in this regard, there's no one that you can say is right or wrong. They're both wrong. Period. Like, like what's happening is everybody's picking a side and they're saying no. It's Mason's fault, or no, it's Miles' fault. No, they both wrong. They both had opportunities to let that go and die, and they didn't, and it got carried on. As a matter of fact, Mason Rudolph actually should have been suspended probably for the rest of the season too, or maybe for at least two games, but he didn't. But both of them should have been suspended. Both of them are wrong. For what it's worth, they're playing football, and you got carried away. That's what happened. And, my, and Mason Rudolph would have got his ass with or without the helmet. So if you're a dumbass want to be out here trying to challenge Miles Garrett, cool. But if Miles Garrett can't keep it together as the bigger man and understand, like, all right, bet he's mad because I did take him down incorrectly. F it. I'm gonna put my hands up and walk away. Both of y'all ain't got the 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 mental stability to do that. That's on y'all. But they both wrong. And and just to play devil's advocate, there is something to sometimes when people get really obsessed stuff like that there is that whole blackout that does happen with something right right so, and like, and that's what it that's what shit, it looked like to me from the outside yeah, looking in honestly. yeah shit gets turned up and then all of a sudden it's afterwards and you're like fuck that it was really unnecessary for all that shit to go down but you when you see red you see red and then you know that that switches it um i don't know i just part of me is just really bothered that mason Ralph doesn't even get like a game like i'm not even like asking for like a lot but i feel like he should have to sit out a game I think it's only fair. But. That's true. That's definitely true. For sure. But yeah, um, so, uh, go ahead. I mean, it's just one of those things where you can't really quantify what's going on or who said what. I'd want to know what was the NFL's reasoning as to why they didn't suspend him at all. That's all I'd right. want to know. And, and right. after that, like, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to say I disagree or agree with it. I felt like both of them was in the wrong. I just feel like people love choosing sides, and that's fine. Choose one side, choose the other side. I feel like both arguments can be effective for either or. Let's just admit that both of them just shouldn't have done any of those activities, and it'll be all good. Yeah, I agree. It's just the whole suspension thing that gets me, just because, especially because that other Browns player, like, he shoved Mason Rudolph down, and he got a game suspension. Like, and that was just a push. So, like... You gonna tell me Mason don't get nothing? <laughs> right, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, but yeah, so we can we can move on after that. But Browns get a much needed win, um, drop the Steelers down a peg. Uh, moving on, the Cowboys beat the Lions in a close one, 35-27. Um, Dak had a really good game, uh, threw three touchdowns, four hundred forty-four yards. Ezekiel Elliott couldn't really get going. Um, and yeah. 
Dak Prescott went off. He's a top six quarterback in the league. Yeah, and it looks like he's moving towards a franchise tag because they cannot seem to come to an agreement on a deal. And what's happening, too, what's making it worse, it's not like he's having a bad year. Right. So that's making it even worse. But maybe, I don't know, maybe they're using it as motivation. Maybe. Maybe, like they, maybe they don't want to jinx it by giving him a big deal and then he starts folding. Maybe. Who knows? I, I, can't, I can't pretend to understand what Jerry Jones thinks and does on a regular basis. Um... The Colts beat the Jaguars 33-13. It was not a uh, a good welcome back for, for Nick Foles. Um, it was a rough game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I think this was his first game back from injury. Um, but yeah, the Colts were pretty much in the driver's seat the entire game. Uh, Marlon Mack did get hurt, though. Uh, got a, a, a fractured hand, so it looks like he may miss... You know, quite a few weeks, potentially the remainder of the regular season. Wow. Yeah, so we'll see. He had, uh, I think he's, he went to see a hand specialist today. He was so, having a good year, too. Yeah, he was. So Naeem Hines is going to kind of step in and try to take over there. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, the Buffalo Bills beat the Dolphins 37 uh, 20 in what was probably the best game of Josh Allen's career. Uh, Throwing for three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, So, good on him, but I guess it's the Dolphins, so you can't look too much into it. You did that. Yeah. The Vikings, after being down 20, uh, came back to beat the Broncos 27-23. The Broncos made it seem like they (laughs) they had the game in hand. Um, But, yeah, the Vikings put up 20 in the fourth quarter, and... Got the got the W. I just wanted to say, ever since he got called out, Kirk Cousins has been like top three in like every major quarterback yes. statistical category. Yes, Captain, he has. he's been he's been snapping. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> like, holy crap, bro! Like he's looking like a world beater right now, bro. Facts. All Vikings all day. Facts. Um, the Saints beat the Bucks thirty four seventeen. Um, that was a bounce back game from their from their upset the week prior. Uh, the Jets whooping up on the Redskins, 34-17. I was so sad seeing the video of Dwayne Haskins pleading with his offensive lineman, um, basically asking, like, you know, what can I do to help you guys? Because, like, they just weren't doing any. Like, they, they weren't interested. They were just trash. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> and bad. And like, pleading with them, and there was, like, no response from them. That shit sucks, man. Um, hopefully he'll get some help next year because uh, otherwise it's not going to be a very fun tenure in, in Washington. Um, the Falcons pick up their second win in a row, uh, beating the Panthers 29-3. to um, It's starting to look like Kyle Allen may not be that guy uh, in Carolina. He went 31 for 50, 325 yards, four interceptions. Listen, I keep telling y'all, y'all got to stop getting these quarterbacks throwing these 40-plus passes, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't learn, bro. And Allen is not that guy, okay? He had a couple of good games because right. Cam is injured and Cam had a couple of bad games and everybody's off the Cam train. I get that. That's fine. Yeah. But please I, don't make don't make Allen out into what he's not. Right. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's all right. He's not right. trash, it, but it he's, just... he's not that guy. 
it was just a few weeks ago they were making it seem like uh, it was for sure Cam was going to be on another team next year. I'm not so sure now. I think he still is. <laughs> you think he's still on another team? I, th- I think so, yeah. You think it's a Bridges Burn kind of situation? or I don't know if it's necessarily a Bridges Burn kind of situation. I think it's more of a the time has come type situation. Like it's just, Panther, Panthers are ready to move on. Cam ready to move on. It's that's just, what it, yeah, that's what it might seem to be. You know what I mean? Mm, I, what do I know? I could be wrong, but you know, who knows? We never, we, we never know. We never, <laughs> we just make educated guesses. Exactly. Um, something you don't need to guess about is the Ravens whooping up on the Texans 41 to seven Lamar, the clear front runner for MVP. Um, yeah, he had he had another four touchdown outing, no interceptions. Um, a man's Jeez a beast. Louise. A man's a beast. I, I don't know, I don't really know what else to say. So um, I mean, he's he, I, I think he's just mastered all the the elements that he needed to master in that offense, and I think now it's just coming comfortable for him. Yeah. Um, just interesting thing I want to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is on pace to pass for more for about. 3,600 yards and run for about 1,200 yards. Good no job. quarterback in NFL history has passed for over 3,000 yards and rushed for over three for over 1,000 yards in the same season. The three quarterbacks who have come the closest, Mike Vick threw for 2,400 yards and rushed for 1,000. Randall Cunningham passed for 3,400 yards and rushed for 900. And Russell Wilson also passed for 3,400 yards and ran for 800. But nobody's, nobody has passed for 3,000 yards and ran for a thousand, and he might be the first. Right. Well, so Lamar, that's un that's unbelievable. Well, Lamar the goat, bro. He's goaded. He's definitely goaded yeah. for sure. I was people lose. The, uh, I went to the barbershop the other day, and I said some crazy things, and people was mad at me because I said one, he better than Mike Vick. <laughs> uh, yeah, you definitely two. made some people mad with that nostalgia. Yeah, for sure. Two, I think he's better than Mike Vick, and will be better than Mike Vick. And, Two, I think he's going to be better than Patrick Mahomes. I, I think I I agree because the thing about it is is, um, and we'll talk about it now. I guess since we'll be talking about that game soon enough, um, Patrick Mahomes has one thing that he does better than everybody else, and that's that deep ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he needs speed. When he doesn't have the speed, he's a completely different quarterback. And I've been paying a lot of attention to him because, I mean, he's on my fantasy team. So I've got to watch to see if he's worth holding on to or if i got to let him go. Um, But the fact of the matter is, if you haven't realized, I think it's like uh, Tyreek Hill and I think like Robinson, like number 17 or something like that. Those two guys are his go-to guys on the deep ball because he can overthrow them and just wait for him to run under the ball. When Tyreek Hill was out, which was for pretty much that whole game. Mahomes looks like a very average quarterback. Right. Uh, it hurts me to say, but it's the truth. Well, um, let's take it with a grain of salt because we don't know how much maybe his knee and is still hurting or maybe that ankle too because, you know, he was dealing with that ankle sprain this season. So, I mean, let's... I yeah, know. I mean, I, 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 that's Just fine. Just we'll, advocate. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we'll take it with a grain of salt, but still, I mean, he still looks... Like, it's yeah. just scary how just regular he looked. Um, next, I mean, I think he is better than Mike Vick because Mike Vick says it himself that he's better than Mike Vick. And there are things that he can do. Like, even Mike Vick said it himself. He's like, you know, when you have that type of arm strength, he's like, it's really tough to be able to squeeze the ball into particular angles or to do certain throws. And he's like, he's already mastered 
like the, the sidearm throw or the throw where you got to take a little bit off and like you got to squeeze it in windows. And he's like, he's got that his second year. So, Dylan, you're not wrong at all. Just, you know, people don't want to let go of the pass. Oh, at all. I, I, I completely agree with you. I wish I was there because. And then what I'm trying to say, well, what happens if. And I think is what they, what they like to do with these type of quarterbacks is they go, oh, what if it's a game where, like, he, he hurts his leg and can't run? And I was trying to tell him, like, well, then maybe you lose that game. Right. You feel know I me? Mean? Like, Patrick well, Holmes got his legs taken out. How about how about this? And they, and they and they lost the game. And maybe you lose the game. Maybe he doesn't. If right now in, in in Lamar's Jackson Curry right now, if he were to get hurt and can't run, maybe they lose a game in that game if he's hurt. Like yes, he's good pocket. He can he can actually throw really well in the pocket. But well, I was gonna I was gonna say, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but just to add more to your point, I mean, do they see the way Lamar runs in games? Lamar doesn't run. Like, for the most part, he'll take sacks. He doesn't really run on broken plays. He more or less runs on design plays. Like, he runs on design plays. And when he does run, he always is cautious about who's surrounding him. And he makes sure to not take big hits. So, I will go as far as to say, and I don't want to jinx him, knock on wood. But I personally think that he's going to do all that he can. And he's going to have a pretty long career. I don't really foresee him getting tremendously hurt. Michael Vick didn't really get tremendously hurt. They love bringing up injury. Mike Vick went to jail. Yeah. Mike Vick never really got hurt. Turn so, around. and you know, Randall Cunningham did get hurt, but I mean, he could throw. So in 98, what happened? He led one of the more explosive offenses in the history of the NFL. Him, Randy Moss, and Chris Carter. He didn't run much. He threw the, he threw the damn ball. So if he gets hurt, Lamar's just going to throw the damn ball. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> Personally, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm hyping him up too much. I'll shut up. I'll stop. We'll, we'll, we'll see how things pan out, but I'm, we're we're all optimistic and hopeful for the best for that man. Um, the 49ers beat the Cardinals 36-26. Uh, it was a pretty close game up until the end. Um, yeah, t- hard fought divisional game. Uh, Kyler Murray played well. Garoppolo played pretty well aside from his two picks. Um, yeah. The Raiders beat the Bengals 17-10. to um, Much needed victory for us. And put us within a game of the Chiefs. And the Patriots beat the Eagles 17-10. to uh, Not that it was really ever in doubt, but this locked up the 19th consecutive winning season for the Patriots. So pretty amazing. A couple of things about that. Number one, well, the the game before. Buddha, did you know? No, you're good because I was going to mention this anyway just because it's it's a big deal. Um, Did you know that the Bengals scored their first rushing touchdown of the season against y'all? Yeah. Their first rushing touchdown of the season. Big facts. Unbelievable. That's nuts. Um, <laughs> it is. That, that's absolutely, like, that is amazing to me. You have Joe Mixon, and that's his first rushing touchdown? Of the Whoa. year. Whoa. And, I mean, he pretty much did that touchdown on his own for the most part. Oh, for sure. I, I, I don't want to take away, but, I mean, holy crap. Anyway, sure. um, Patriots-Eagles game. I just want to say that 
I want to throw a, another quote-unquote narrative out there. And I'm saying quote-unquote because we talked about narrative pretty seriously earlier in this podcast. Um, but Brady has not been in his best form this whole season for the most part. Um, he's kind of relegated down to managing the game. And people are like, we told you he was a game manager or whatever. I just wanted to let this be known that I hope everybody understands that the Patriots are getting all of their pieces back by the end of the year. Yeah. Like, they, we just got um, our offensive lineman back, I think, when he was on IR. He's off IR now. He's our best lineman. So now we've got the anchor of our line we've back. Had, we've had trash tackles, boy. Yeah, we have. And they're, and they're just now getting healthy. Before the end of the year, I think there's a good chance for us to get Devlin back. I could be wrong. I got to check that out. But just based off of what I've been seeing, I mean, the Patriots are still pulling off wins. And remember, I just got to be honest, if you got a defense that can hold any offense to 5, 10, 15 points, and all I got to do is score three touchdowns or two touchdowns and a couple of field goals, I'm going to be fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly. And then on top of that, and and I don't want to be like biased or whatever, because I would say this for any quarterback that's in Brady's position. Guys, he's 42. Yeah. I don't know what more you want from a 42-year-old quarterback. I can't wait till some of these people, well, the young ones anyway, turn 42. And I just want to see him throw the ball 30 yards. They won't be in the league. <laughs> let's, let's be, let's like, be very, let's be on, very bro. clear. Like, they will oh, not be my in the gosh. Like, I'm not even saying that because I'm a Patriots fan. If Tom Brady played for any other team, I would be saying this same argument. Guys, he's 40 freaking two. His best receiver right now is Julian Edelman. Yeah. Well, I can't even say that because in the last couple of games, his best receiver has been James White. So... Come on, man! Like, come on, dog! Like, let's let's just let's just be logical about it. I know we all want to see the Patriots lose, and it's gonna happen soon enough. I promise you. The writing's on the wall. We're gonna be pretty basic very soon. But let's just be let let's be fair with ourselves here. It's crazy. Right. Uh, I quit. Um, <laughs> one last little tidbit from the the Raiders game. I forgot to mention our rookie that we drafted in the fourth round from Eastern Michigan, uh, Mad Max Crosby. Uh, one AFC Defensive Player of the Week had four sacks, four. Oh sacks, yeah, he did. Yeah he did. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He balled out. Yeah, he was on Deion Sanders' thing. I watched that. Yeah. And, he, and that was he's he's impressive. They, I mean, Bro. apparently, like he's been doing stuff like this all season. It's just now he's kind of getting his recognition. Exactly. But they said yeah. he been he's been good all year. He's got a super high motor. Like that man is constantly in your shit the entire game. So Bro, like that, especially with the departure of Mack, we needed somebody who who can get up in there. So, again, I'm, I'm going to ask you, as a Raiders fan, that Khalil Mack trade doesn't look so bad. As of right now, no, considering one of those picks is Josh Jacobs. So I was about we'll, to say. We'll see, and you, we'll see what happens now. And y'all uh, still got more draft. picks, don't y'all? Y'all still got yeah. more picks. So we, that's have, we, good. Have, we, have, we have their first rounder this year. And um, on top of that, you guys are contending way ahead of schedule. But yeah. Absolutely. We're we're in the hunt right now. So That's unbelievable, bro. Yeah. Like aren't y'all tied for like first or second in y'all division? We're uh, technically a game behind, but that's because the the Chiefs go on by this week. So if we win this week, we're tied for the lead in the division. Oh my god. Which gosh. means which means in December we'll be playing meaningful football for the first time in, in a while. 
Mm-hmm. And how how do you how do you feel as a fan, bro? I feel good, honestly, bro. Like we we've vastly improved off of last year, so like I really can't complain at this point. Um, we only won four games last year. We're already at six. If we even break even, I'm good. If we get a winning record, I'm really good. And if we somehow sneak our way into the playoffs, shit, man, ain't nothing more I can ask for, to be honest. So big facts. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm proud of my team and the and the dire- we're heading in the right direction. That's all I care. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving right along to Sunday Night Football. The Rams beat the Bears 17-7. Todd Gurley finally arrived. Um, even though he didn't break 100 yards, he was all over the place. And he was there when it counted. They used him. He carried the ball more than uh, like 17 times. He carried it like he had 25 carries. So they needed that. Goff has been struggling. I don't know if it's because of lack of receiver help, but that man has not been impressive this year at all. No, sir. No, sir. I don't know. man hurt, bro. Yeah, it's looking like that might have been the nail in the coffin for the Bears season. Um, And the Rams are really struggling right now to earn themselves a, uh, a wild card spot because... The way the NFC is looking like, a ten, a ten, I know a ten and six team is gonna miss the playoffs in the NFC. They're gonna make it, bro, because that defense something serious. I don't know, man. They're six and four. They they gotta they gotta put some wins together soon. They gonna put wins together, cousin. Um, I don't know. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see what their schedule looks like the rest of the way. The Rams, the rest of the way have, oof, they have the Ravens, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the Niners, and Cardinals again. Well, they could swing some wins, oh, bro. That's going to be tough. That's going to be real rough. Schedule. Really rough. Uh, and then Monday Night Football in Mexico, the Chiefs beat the Chargers 24-17. Um, Chargers, I mean, the Chiefs had a fairly pedestrian game. Um, it really, they won off of Phillip Rivers' four interceptions. It's time for that man to hang it up. Um, he was what I knew he was. Uh, they are what I knew they were. Chargers dropped to four and seven, and they're done. That man. So I think he's overrated. I mean, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna add to the Rivers train here is, and he's and he's um, not a Hall of Famer. I'm tired of the commentators calling him a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. So Philip Rivers, as of right now, has 61 losses by seven or fewer points as a starting quarterback. That's the most in the Super Bowl era. Definition of unclutch. So. And he try to break your rule now. So <laughs> Yeah, big facts. I mean, I, I personally I feel like, you know, um fifty two passes. I mean that then that's the problem. He's just he's never really been that type of quarterback to where you can rely on him to throw that many times in those many possessions and think he's gonna pull I you off. Like, like three of them four picks came off niggas being in his eyeball. Yeah, but it's the Chiefs. I feel you, but that means it's lying that trash. Like, why is that line getting to the quarterback that often? That's true. There's no reason why Chris Jones and, and all these boys should be getting to the quarterback every damn play. The Chiefs defense. That's facts. Defense, they ain't got no pass rush like that. That's but big facts. True. Very it true. It was happening. It's like, damn, your old line must be real trash for them boys to be getting to you this quickly. Right. Um... One thing I will say about the Chiefs, hopefully with them being on the bye, well, not hopefully as far as I'm concerned, but I mean for them, hopefully for them, they can get some of these guys back that are that are pretty banged up. I mean, you got 
you lost your center in the game um, against the Chargers. Tyreek Hill went out in the game against the Chargers. Um, you're down to your third string running back. Uh, so hopefully for them, they can get some guys back during this uh, this bye week. But uh, otherwise, it could be a rough outing the rest of the year for them. Yep. Um, but yeah, that being said, we can move to the picks if you guys are ready for that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, bet. All right, so after an abysmal um, week 10, as far as our picks go, we all rebounded last week, and we all finished 11-3, and three, even though we had different picks on things. Mm-hmm. So uh, nice. it, it, was, it was a push for the week. Um, so getting right into these picks, there's a lot of meaningful games being played this week. Um, I think this is like the first time in the Super Bowl era that um, all the primetime games are with uh, all winning teams, I think they said. Like, all the teams have winning records in all the primetime games for the first time. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, at this point in the season or something like that. Who knows? Um, anyways. Uh, um, Thursday Night Football, the 6-4 and four Colts at the 6-4 and four Texans. Um, I need the Texans to win. Uh, because if we're going for a wild card, we have a tiebreaker against the Colts, but we don't have it against the Texans. So I need the Texans to win to take control of that division. Um, well, Jacoby Brissett is still coming off of injury. I don't really know what kind of Jacoby we're going to see. Um, the Texans are going to need to bounce back, and that injury to Mac is kind of big because now it's going to put more responsibility on Brissett, and I just wonder how he's going to respond so just based on that, I'm gonna go with the Texans. Okay. Dylan. Texans versus who? Colts at Texans. <sighs> I'm gonna say the Texans, bro. I hope them boys bounce back. All right. The three and seven Bucks at the three and seven Falcons. I think the Falcons get their third in a row. Where is where's the game at? Atlanta. Mm. That's why I said at. Mm. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Falcons. Okay. The 3 and 7 Broncos at the 7 and 3 Bills. 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 Mmm. Bills. I could easily see Josh Allen throwing like three picks in this game, but yeah. The, the defense for the Bills is, is really good. So, yeah, Bills. Uh, the 2-8 Giants at the 4-6 Bears. 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 The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The 5-5 five five Steelers at the 0-10 Bengals. Steelers. 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 The two and eight Dolphins at the four and six Browns. 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 The Browns. The five and five Panthers at the eight and two Saints. Saints. Five and five Panthers at the Saints. 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 The six and four Raiders at the three and seven Jets. Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. The eight and two Seahawks at the five and five Eagles. Seahawks. 
Seahawks. Uh, I'm going Seahawks. to have to say the Seahawks. The Ehawks. The three six and one Lions at the one and nine Redskins. Lions. The Leons. Lions. The four and six Jaguars at the five and five Titans. The Titans. 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 The six and four Cowboys at the nine and one Patriots. 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 Ruben. You heard him? <laughs> Sunday night football. The eight and two Packers at the nine and one 49ers. It's gonna be a game. Ooh. I got Packers because I think George Kittle's still out. Jimmy G. Mm, it depends on what Packers defense shows up. Um, I think it's gonna be defense versus defense, honestly. Uh, and I'm gonna go Niners. All right, I'm the only one going Pack. Bet. And then Monday Night Football: the eight and two Ravens at the six and four Rams. Ravens. The Ravens. All right. That's it. All right. So do we want to go straight into college football, or do you want to talk about wrestling a bit all? Um, I might as well get through wrestling because we got some picks to make there as well. All right. Let's um, do that. And I can knock that out pretty quickly uh, as long as I can find my sheet, which I just found. Um, okay, so for WWE, first thing I want to hit on, CM Punk is back on WWE television. However, it is not in an in-ring role. It is as an analyst on their Fox Sports 1 show, WWE Backstage. Um, part of his contract, which he explained, part of his contract, which he explained, is that uh, he will not be working for the WWE. He's kind of doing his own his own thing. He can be there. He can say what he wants about the product and not worry about being fired. He can kind of just be honest, which is what people really want out of him anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. So he kind of sits there and he gives his thoughts on the current product and what they're doing. And he's already not holding back punches. He's saying when certain storylines are stupid and dumb and Mm -hmm. things that's garbage creative, like he, he's not pulling any punches. Um, But it's good to see him back. Like he cut a little promo uh, on Tom Arnold, which was pretty funny. And um, he's been talking shit to Seth Rollins. I do think that eventually this will lead to him making an in-ring return. I think it's inevitable at this point. How soon that is, I don't know. I don't know if it's as soon as the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. Maybe somewhere the following year. Who knows? Um, but I do think this is that step in the right direction where he is talking openly about WWE again. Um, so that's one step at a time. Uh, additionally, WWE has two uh, official podcasts out now, um, and the uh, one is with Corey Graves called After the Bell, and the other is The New Day have a podcast coming out next week where they're going to be talking about like pop culture stuff, so they're going to be talking like video games and music and things like that, so that could be pretty entertaining. Um and then from there, this weekend is a very important weekend for the WWE. Uh, it is a Survivor Series weekend in which we have an NXT TakeOver pay-per-view, War Games, and uh, Survivor Series on Sunday. Uh, so we're not going to do 
I mean, I guess we could. Do you guys want to do picks for the NXT TakeOver as well? It's only four matches. Sure. Ass on y'all. I don't mind. All right. Let's do it. Um, so, like I said, four matches because that's how NXT kind of keeps their cards. The first match is Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Um, I think Finn Balor is going to take that. Balor. Body. All right. Uh, the next is a triple threat number one contender match. Uh, the winner of this match will actually face Adam Cole the very next night on, at Survivor Series. Mm. Um, so this is Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest is that guy. He's kind of... Remember when we went to NXT, he was like the Hispanic version of Aleister Black type? Him. I pick him. Uh, versus Killian Dane. Um, I'm gonna go with Pete Dunn. I'm going with the I'm going with the Alistair Damian Black Priest. buddy. Damian Priest. Pete Dunn. Bet. Um up next we have the women's war game match. Uh just so you guys know how war games works, it's two rings put together surrounded by a steel cage. Um the match starts with two members. Uh or, um, sorry, one member from each team in the ring. The other members are locked inside little small cages at the top of the ramp. And after a certain amount of time increment, each someone's let go out of each team one at a time um, until everyone's in the ring. Once in the ring, no one's allowed to escape. If you escape, you forfeit the match. So you're kind of in prison there until somebody gets the pin in the win. Um, and this is not an elimination match. So up first, we have... Rhea Ripley, uh, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim uh, versus Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, who is the NXT UK Women's Champion, and Bianca Belair. I'm going with Team Shayna Baszler, uh, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Bianca Belair. That's my team. I'm going with the team that. I'm going with the Bianca Belair team too. Bet. Um. And then we have the men's war games match. That is the undisputed era: uh, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and uh, who is the person who's actually fighting right now uh, on NXT, and a mystery fourth partner who will not be revealed until the actual pay per view. Oh, yeah. Um, Triple H is leaving that a mystery. So I don't know. It could be a returning Velveteen Dream. Uh, not 100% sure. But I am going to go with uh, Team Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and the mystery partner. Yeah, me Keith, too. Keith I feel Lee like is my guy. Velveteen yeah. Dream. Keith Lee is my guy, so I'm always going to go for that, dude. Big facts, big facts. Okay, so moving right over to Survivor Series. Survivor Series, this card is so freaking stacked and has the ability to be one of the best cards of all time if they give people the right amount of time and they don't do some bullshit mm-hmm. um that's always my biggest concern when it comes to wwe they like they love to do some bullshit um so we'll get into these matches up first before we get into the brand versus brand matches the nxt championship it's going to be adam cole versus the winner of that triple threat i got adam cole retaining yeah easily adam cole baby knows Adam Cole, baby. Okay. Uh, We have the Universal Championship. The Fiend Bray Wyatt, who um, revealed on his Firefly Funhouse 
the they changed the universal title from the red strap to a blue strap since it's on SmackDown now. Kind of disappointed. I was hoping he was going to have his own kind of customized, demented-looking title. Yeah. And then maybe after he eventually loses, then you can introduce the blue title to whoever beats him for it. Yeah. Um, but, eh, it is what it is. Uh, I guess I can't get everything I want. But The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Um, I like how The Fiend is going after people who have wronged Bray Wyatt in the past. So, you know, like Seth Rollins, now Daniel Bryan... Braun Strowman could be a potential target next. Also, a Randy Orton could be a potential target. So, I mean, there's it, a lot of possibilities. But, um, yeah, so the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. I don't see Bray Wyatt dropping this title just yet. He just won it. So, Fiend. The Fiend. Not the, the Fiend. Bryan. Yeah. Um, and then we have a WWE Championship match. Brock Lesnar defending his title against Rey Mysterio in a no-holds-barred, no-disqualification match. Low-key. This could be one of those underrated matches that ends up like going crazy. Going crazy because Brock Lesnar tends to do a really good job against smaller guys. Um, and you know, we know the caliber of performer that Rey Mysterio is. Out in the stipulation, who knows what could happen. Like I said, hopefully not no bullshit. Uh, but I do have Brock retaining his title. Yeah, Brock, but they're gonna go crazy. Bro, I just want to be different, so I'm gonna say Ray Mysterio. Ray's Ray's real good, and for these for these no disqualification matches. Facts. All right, so now to the battles for brand supremacy. Up uh, first, we have the women's SmackDown elimination. Uh, no, sorry, not SmackDown. Women's Survivor Series elimination tag team match. Uh, we have Team Raw, which consists of Charlotte, Natalia, Oscar, Kyrie, Sane, and Sarah Logan, versus Team SmackDown which consists of Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross versus Team NXT, who we don't know who that is yet. They're going to lose to Team I don't NXT. know if they're going to announce that um, tonight at NXT or if they're going to wait until the pay-per-view to, to tell us. But, team uh, Sasha, bitch. Yeah, I'm going with um, Team SmackDown, which has Sasha, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. I think SmackDown's got, got it down a lot, so that's where I'm going to go. But um, the men's Survivor Series elimination tag match, Team Raw, which is Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown, which is Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Mustafa Ali, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman versus Team NXT, which we don't know yet. Team NXT. Um Okay, I'm gonna Actually, go. I got Team SmackDown. I got Team. Randy. I got Team Raw. That's Team Raw. Oh, that's Team yeah. Raw. Yeah, team, yeah, I'm going Team, team Raw. Raw. Which one is Braun Strowman on? Team, team SmackDown. Well, SmackDown. But um, now we have a triple threat between the men's tag champions. Uh, these are not elimination matches. The rest of the matches are not elimination. They're standard triple threats. Um, for Raw, we have the Viking Raiders versus SmackDown's New Day. Versus NXT's Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I have the New Day winning this for SmackDown. I'm gonna have to go New Day as well. I got the Undisputed Era. Bet. Um, the mid card champs, AJ Styles, the United States champ, versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the IC champ, versus Roderick Strong, the North American champ. Ooh. I'm gonna go. Roderick Strong. I'm gonna go. I was torn between AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Who? It's AJ Styles, Roderick Strong, and who? 
Shinsuke Nakamura. Let's make it interesting. I'm going to go Nakamura. Bet. Um, and then finally, I don't know if this is going to be the main event, but should be. The women's championships, uh, champions, sorry. Uh, we have Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. I have Shayna Baszler winning this match. Yeah, Shayna Baszler, but this is for Filet Golden Boys. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with her also. It was either going to be her or Bailey, but yeah. All right. I can see Bailey taking that bit too, though, easily. Yeah, because, you know, to establish her as a strong heel and shit. Mm hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's sad. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Shayna Baszler. Oh, right, Ronda Rousey about to pull up, pull up pregnant, bro. Wait, pull up pregnant. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's see here. So we're on to the NCAA. Here, and I, I I keep this pretty base. I mean, there were some really good games. There were some good upsets. Um, so we'll hurt, start. Man. Hmm. To a hurt, man. Two yeah, two was hurt. Um, he had no business being out there on the field at the at the place where the score was. Um, honestly, for what it's worth, I mean, he was already not a hundred percent, and you put him out there. Um, it's unfortunate because it's. I, I'm not gonna sit there and say the injury led to that bigger injury, but sheesh, man, what a what a freak injury. They say that he's gonna recover and should be good by the spring. Should, but I you gotta ask yourself if he's gonna come back the same player. Right. Come back. Come back where? Like in general. Oh. Yeah. Come back the same player. Because they said he's gonna be he's gonna be like recovered and like throwing in the spring. So I mean, shoot. We'll see what happens. But um number twenty five, Appalachian State beat Georgia I mean, yeah, beat Georgia State fifty six twenty seven. Kansas State got upset, I think, yet again. West Virginia beat them 24-20. Good game, though. Um, Oklahoma State beat Kansas 31-13. Boise State beat New Mexico 42-9. Texas got upset by Iowa State 23-21. Iowa State was giving them that work in the last second field goal. Memphis beat Houston uh, 45-27. Cincinnati beat South Florida in a very close game, 20-17. South Florida came... Ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Navy lost to Notre Dame. Wasn't even close. 52 to 20. Everybody thought it was going to be a closer game than it actually was, but Notre Dame gave them that heat. Uh, Michigan um, blew out their in-state rivals. Michigan State 44 to 10. Wisconsin beats Nebraska 37-21, although Nebraska played a really competitive game. Florida beat Missouri 23 to 6. Um, Baylor and Oklahoma was a good game. Shout out to Jalen Hurst for the comeback. I believe they were down 31 to 6, 31, yeah, 31 6 or something like that. And Jalen Hurts led them back. Um, that, I mean, it just goes to show you that, you know, in a season's time, things can change. Just remember about this time last year, he was on the bench behind Tua. And now he's a Heisman hopeful, could potentially win the Heisman trophy. And they're going to get drafted before Tua. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, Penn State. Uh, beat Indiana 34-27. Indiana was giving them that work, though. I think it hurts them a little bit because they, I mean, they got exposed for the most part. Iowa with the upset over Minnesota, 23 to 19. Um, I mean, it, it legitimately cements Iowa as one of the toughest places to go and play. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but in Iowa, 
their visitor locker room, they paint the walls pink. Yeah, boy, disrespectful. Yeah. And and I mean they they they've said time and time again it's one of the toughest places to play in. And I think at this point you got to believe it. Minnesota came in hot, and I mean Minnesota did a late run, but for the most part, um, you go I was in control in of that game. Utah beat UCLA forty nine to three. Oregon beat Arizona 34-6. Alabama beat Mississippi State 38-7. Georgia beat Auburn in a well-contested game 21-14, giving Georgia their third marquee victory. Clemson beat Wake Forest 52-3. Ohio State beat Rutgers 56-21. And LSU beat Ole Miss 58-37. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The little backup quarterback is, is decent, but he ain't no Tua. Um... With that, we'll go we'll go straight into the college football playoff rankings. At number twenty five, we have the Ball Slayers of Southern Methodist University. Yes, sir. At twenty four, we have Appalachian State University. At twenty three, we have the University of Southern California (USC). At twenty two, we have Iowa State University. At twenty one, Oklahoma State University. Number twenty, Boise State University. At number nineteen, the University of Cincinnati. Number eighteen, University of Memphis. If I'm not mistaken, I believe the University of Memphis is the highest ranked group of five school at number 18. Yes, um, I don't see them going up any higher than that, honestly, unless one of these teams start dropping. Um, University of Iowa is number 17. And the reason why I say that is because Iowa is ahead of Memphis and Iowa is 7-3, while Memphis is 9-1. Um, University of Notre Dame, number 16. Um, at number 15, Auburn University. Number 14, Baylor University, taking a bit of a drop after losing to Oklahoma. Um, number 13, you have University of, Mich- of Michigan. Number 12, University of Wisconsin. Number 11, University of Florida. Number 10, University of Minnesota. Number 9, University of Oklahoma. Number 8, Penn State University. Number 7, University of Utah. Number 6, the University of Oregon. Number 5, the University of Alabama. And to round off the top four, you still have it relatively the same. Georgia at number four, Clemson at number three, Ohio State at number two, and LSU still holding it down at number one. Um, So if the playoffs were to start today, you would have LSU versus Georgia and Ohio State versus Clemson, which I think both games would be really good. Um, Of course, I don't think both SEC teams are going to be in because of the championship game. Which, if everything goes correctly, unless Oregon or Utah can win out, Alabama just might sneak back into that top four without playing a championship game yet again. Um, now, the top five looks a little different because Tua is no longer um, in the top five because he's hurt and won't be playing for the rest of the season. So at number five, you have Trevor Lawrence, um, who's having himself... I mean, the year has turned around for him. I mean, in the last couple of games, he's been snapping. So now his numbers are a little bit more better. Um, he has 2,500 yards passing, 27 touchdowns, eight picks, and seven rushing touchdowns, which is more like it. At number four, you have Jonathan Jonathan Taylor. He's about to approach 1,500 yards rushing with 17 touchdowns. The only thing that's helping him right now is he has four receiving touchdowns, but I don't see him cracking the top three. Um, Jalen Hurts is at number three, over 3,000 yards passing, 980 yards rushing, um, 28 touchdowns passing, 15 touchdowns rushing. Um, He got leapfrogged by Justin Fields. Justin Fields is now the new number two. Um, 2,100 yards passing, 31 touchdowns, 
and 10 touchdowns rushing. And number one, of course, you have Joe Burrow at 3,600 yards, 38 touchdowns, and three rushing touchdowns. So that is it for your college football roundup. Weezy out of here. Good shit. Yes, sir. So we ready for the piss, but all bet. Say less. All right. So last week, Dylan, you're our big winner. You went 19 and 2 for the picks. Whoa. Very nice. Yep. Uh, Nels, you and me, we both went 18 and 3. What was the game? The uh, the Iowa, Iowa State, State game. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, that would be the that would be the one difference between us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we all pick the same games. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to this week, we have number twenty-five SMU at Navy. Ball Slayers. Yes. I gotta go with the Ball Slayers, man. I can't go against them no more. Facts. Bang um, bang bang. <laughs> Texas State. At number 24, App State. Mm. App. I'm going to go App State. State. I'm going to go App State also. UCLA at number 23, USC. 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 Who's USC playing? UCLA. USC. Kansas at number 22, Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa State. State. Iowa University. State. Number 21, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Number 20, Boise State at Utah State. Boise Boy State. Z State. Boise State. Temple at number 19, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Upset but alert. Temple going to give him that work. Upset alert. Sin. Uh, number 18, Memphis at USF. Memphis. Memphis. Is. USF is trash this year. Memphis. Uh, Illinois at number 17, Iowa. I- Iowa. Yo. I know you guys are going to look at me crazy. What? I'm not going to go with Illinois, but this is upset alert. I promise it is, but I got Iowa because they're at home. Lord. If this was at Illinois, I would have went Illinois. Iowa. Uh, Boston College. Boston College. Boston College, dude. At number 16, Notre Dame. Oh. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, this is a rivalry game. Ooh. I'm going to go Notre Dame, though. Notre Dame been balling. Um, it is a rivalry. They got like a, a trophy and everything. I think it's like a shillelagh, or I could be wrong. It's something. They got a trophy. Thank you, sir. Um, Samford, not Stanford. Samford at number fifteen, Auburn. Auburn. Oh hell, Auburn. Oh hell. Uh, Texas at number fourteen, Baylor. 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 Baylor need to bounce back, but Texas is gonna give them that work. Number thirteen, yeah, I know. Number thirteen, Michigan at Indiana. Michigan, Michigan. That's another good game too. Indiana has been playing really well as of late. Purdue at number twelve, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin. Number 10, Minnesota at Northwestern. Minnesota. 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 TCU at number 9, Oklahoma. 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 Number 8, Penn State at number 2, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio Fields. Ohio State. Number seven, Utah at Arizona. Utah. Utah. Oh. Utah. Number six, Oregon at Arizona State. Oregon. Oregon, huh? I almost said Oregon. My bad. Oregon. Oregon. That line? Mm, Oregon. Oregon. You finally had one that had three syllables and you didn't do it. Oh. Uh, obnoxious. Western Carolina at number five, Alabama. Bama. Alabama. Bama. Texas A&M at number four, Georgia. 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 Bush. Arkansas at number one, LSU. LSU. L- LSU. LSU. Don DeMarco. Um. Okay, so we have all the same picks for. I see. So. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, there wasn't yeah. really no games to really bite on. All right, so that wraps up NCAA. So I guess it's time for me to tell y'all the NBA power rankings. Sure. All right, at number ten, taking a hit down from number nine, you have the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Phoenix Suns are now seven and four. Um, looking how they did against Atlanta in this past week, it almost seems like they may not be as hot as we thought they were. Um, in their next five games, they got Boston, 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 Boston. Sacramento, uh, New Orleans, Minnesota, and Denver. So if they don't go three and two in that stretch, it might not be good for them. At number nine, um, falling down three slots to number six, you have the Toronto Raptors, um, Siakam has been going stupid. He had 36 against Portland, but it wasn't enough. They've went three and two in their last five. So, um, yeah, they are uh, number number nine. At number eight, um, falling down another spot, you have Utah Jazz. Um, they're eight and four, just like the Toronto Raptors are. Uh, they lost a couple of games in the past week or so. So, you know, they 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 got to figure that out. They don't got much depth, so I can see them struggling in a couple of games. At number seven, falling down a couple of spots, and this is primarily because of quote-unquote load management, which sometimes gets on my nerves, um, the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers um, have lost a couple of games um, also, although they've had Paul George back, and Paul George has scored 70 points in the last two games. Um, this game against the Boston Celtics tonight is going to be the first time that both both uh, of their stars play um, in the same game. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of them two together and less of the load management because there's no reason why the LA Clippers are eight and five. Um, moving up two spots, you have the Miami Heat who are nine and three. I mean, they're playing unbelievable. I mean, you, there's nothing more that we need to say about Spolstra. Eric Spolstra is an absolute wizard. And I think that the Heat are legitimate contenders in the East. Um, jumping up seven spots after winning eight straight, 
you have the Houston Rockets at 10 and 3. Now, I told you that eventually uh, Westbrook and, and, and Harden was going to figure it out, and it's safe to say that they have. Um, not only that, but their bench has been performing really well. Um, ben McLemore has proven to be a great pickup, as well as Tyson Chandler. And I mean, what's even scarier out of all of this is that they're playing without Eric Gordon and they're playing without Clint Capella. So the fact that they've won a straight, un, like pretty much shorthanded, very good. Um, staying at number four, you have the Denver Nuggets at nine and three. I mean, they've been doing yeah, their thing. So, you know, that that's not shocking. The Nuggets are also a legitimate contender. A lot of people are asleep on them, but they can definitely sneak into the Western Conference finals and, and make a push for the finals. At number three still, you have the Milwaukee Bucks at nine and three. I mean, Giannis is playing like he's going for a second straight MVP. And, I mean, he's practically unstoppable. And what people haven't noticed is he's developed a little bit of a jump shot. So that's something to think about. At number two, falling down a spot after their loss to the Sacramento Kings, you have the Boston Celtics. And at number one, um, have I mean, they've been, they've been on a five-game winning streak themselves. You have the Los Angeles Lakers. And right now, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics are both number one in their respective conferences. I think it's the first time in like 20-some-odd years. Um, Bring to back make the note, rivalry. Right. To, to, to make a note, though, the Philadelphia Sixers and the Dallas Mavericks went from being in the top four to dropping to number 11 and 12, respectively, in the... Uh, NBA.com power ranking. So it'll be interesting to see how the season unfolds. It's been going pretty well at this point. And what's been shown is that the East is starting to catch up a little bit competitively. As of right now, the West has a seven-game advantage, which is not that big of a gap considering where it's been um, as of as of late. Also, I wanted to make a mention because I know Dylan was talking about this last year. Dylan, have you seen Markel Fultz play at all? Uh, I heard he made it three finally. He's been balling. Um, the Orlando Magic are actually three and zero. Oh. They beat the Sixers by fifteen points, and Markel Fultz was snapping. Uh, Markel Fultz had a three and zero. Oh. Huh? They're three and zero oh for the week. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for the week. But um, what what they've been talking about is just how well Markel Fultz has been playing on both sides of the ball. There was one play in particular where it was pretty much clutch time. He made a steal and then went for the subsequent dunk. And the foul. So three and one because he's got been bumped. Oh, they got beat today. Yeah, the Raptors. Okay, no yeah, worries. So yeah, work annoying. So and also San Antonio are zero and four for the week. So yeah, San yep. Antonio began killed. That's pretty much it for the for the NBA. Uh, if you would like to, unless there's anything left to say, I would love to go into underrated bars of fame. Go for it, family. Yes, sir. So Buddha gave me his song for the week, which is Pick and Roll by Joel Santana featuring um, Lil Wayne. Um, I refuse to go back and forth and be like, part one, Lil Wayne. Part two, Joel Santana. Part three, Lil Wayne. I'm just going to say the lyrics. What I will say is every four bars, there's a switch up. That's that's all I'm going to say. All right. All right. Here we go. Pick and Roll, Joel Santana featuring Lil Wayne. Menace to society, weapon on the side of me, spill it the blood on the side of these streets. Like it came with the property, I'm sick with the peace. Headshots like photography, say cheese. I come from where it's die in the morning. 
The killers ride at night, the cops and informants. And I never love the, I only love the moments. Shit, I'm all about the bills like Thurman Thomas. It's bleed just like us. Biggie said it the best. So picture me being scared of the made of flesh. Money, drugs, sex. Yes, murder, death. Police got a full court press. I release like fumes from a jet. Don't worry, I will be there soon. I'm on a jet. Just watching cartoons on a jet. Ears don't even pop. I'm immune to the jet. Yep. Four chicks at once, so I gotta push. That's more legs in my bed than an octopus. And I'm running up they leg like a stocking should. And I'm checking that see like a doctor would. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> sheesh. Um... So how you like it now? Wipe it down. I only be with sharks. It's like a, a drown. Powder in the park. Dope in the town. My sharks trying to find it. Go floating around. Money talks. Bullshit walks. A thousand miles up the road. Get lost. Big Porsche. Big pipes. Exhaust. Big booty. Looking something like a horse. Big body bent with the air on defrost. I'm fly like a wasp. I shine like gloss. Clean like floss and I don't have to floss. I just wipe my teeth with a jewelry cleaning cloth. Wow. <laughs> I tell this meat the metal. Beef gets settled quickly. Feet to pedal, I'm gone. 160, police go catch who? I treat the Porsche like a rental. Abuse. Put it in the air like renews it. Me and L's Blues Brothers, I'ma play Belushi. Modern day Pacino, but this is not a movie. But I do watch movies when I sit in my jacuzzi. You know my hood is the 17th ward, but I throw it up anyway like Brett Favre. Fast life liver, I ain't die yet. It's probably because I can talk life out of death. Hell, I could talk ice out of hell. I could talk the water out of the well. I could talk a slug out of snail. I could talk a chick out of herself. Then give me that. Eat. I'm not saying those words. Um, cash money. Wow, okay. <laughs> Cash money, young money, dip set, ho. Gang bang your ass like a dip set show. Tickle Lil Pillsbury and you get that dough. I'm on X's and O's like tic-tac-toe. Hold up. Take this Chris back home and bring back them bottles of that Perrier Rose. And like my wrist, it better stay cold or I'm going to have to put my wrist in a bowl. Pick and roll. Joel Santana featuring Lil Wayne, underrated bars of fame. Sir. I just like the wordplay and just all the cleverness that was in that. That mm-hmm. was that was a fun read. Mm-hmm. For sure. Joel Santana <laughs> out chin, man. Him and Lil Wayne was really putting in work for that. I can't feel my face, John. Oh, big facts. Yes, sir. So uh I mean, is there anything left to say for the good of the show, for the good of the people? Nah. That's what we, I'm talking about. We gave about. y'all a long ass episode, so enjoy the show. We did. We did. Um, we, we couldn't help ourselves, so just enjoy the material. Um, beyond that, uh, if they want to give us any feedback, talk about what we talked about in the show, where can they hit us up on email, bro? Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And what about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Yes, sir. And officially, we are done. Hey, man, listen, we appreciate y'all for, for vibing out with us for, what is this, the 100 and... How many? 115th time. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but y'all are listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Uh, For now, you know, just keep uh, listening to us, and we're going to keep giving you good content to vibe to. With that being said, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly. A little scallywags.